Welcome back to another episode of Ecumenical. I'm Peter Holm, and today I'm going to go and remind you all, be joyful. All right, before we get started, make sure to subscribe to the channel, smash that like button if this helps you, make sure to share the video to get this out there so everyone can find out about it. It can help many other people come around to the truths, the theology that is our religion, our Catholic faith, our Christian faith, the core, the oldest faith that we have in the world given to us by God himself, built upon his church, right? All that stuff is out there. Let's go and spread that around. So, without further ado, be joyful. How can I say be joyful with everything going on right now, right? My message for you today is one of very significant importance. And it's one we don't really want to forget. Peter tells us, If you partake in the sufferings of Christ, rejoice that when his glory shall be revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. I'm bringing this up because right now times are extremely dark. The leaders everywhere seem very lost. The people seem very vain. The news is fickle and poisoned with falsehoods. Our faith is challenged from outside and inside the church. Even now our prelates seek to further meld us into this union with the business of the world. That is concerning. However, it should give us a little bit of heart, a little bit of encouragement to know that this is not a surprise. Paul told us this was coming. Jesus told us this was coming. John told us this was coming let alone the apparitions of our Blessed Mother and a host of others who told us times were going to get exceedingly difficult as we progressed into the future. So we shouldn't really be surprised that here we are now in this moment as things are getting more and more difficult to live our faiths properly in accordance with everything we've been taught. So what do we do? We need to consider the end state here, right? God, he is the beacon of light. He is the centerpiece, the focus, why we live. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, the church triumphant, the church in general, what he's built. So us here as the church militant have the opportunity to be united in that and in union with the church in a state of grace. That's where we can take joy, right? So we live and look towards our salvation in the blood of Christ, with the mercy of the Father in, the union, in union with the Holy Ghost. So this suffering that we're going through as it continues to increase from whatever may be out there that we're having to deal with, whether it be fun microorganisms and fun regulations surrounding how we're supposed to deal with it, the impacts on our lives in terms of jobs and money and all these other supplies down the road that may make things difficult if we don't have them. These are all temporal issues, right? We're not talking about what do we need to do to be in line with Jesus, right? Because technically, if we're just focused on the chastisements themselves, any of these difficulties that we're experiencing at this moment, those, as much as they hurt now, are opportunities for us to remain in union with our Lord, suffer our chastisements, suffering them with virtue, versus walking away from our cross. So I can either take the crosses that we've been given, that God allows, or we can reject them. Remember, so we have to remember here that God suffered on the cross. The Son of God himself, Jesus Christ, innocent of all wrongdoing, went through the most grueling period of torture and pain in his passion. 
And if you and I are to follow in his footsteps, as Peter and Paul tell us we need to do, shouldn't we expect that our chastisement should be equally as brutal as our Lord's, in all fairness? Now, will it be the same as his? No, we're not going to have the same intensity of all of the punishments he endured, but ours is going to be bad and commensurate with the level of offense we have caused to God. In the same way that David ultimately lost the baby with Bathsheba as a consequence for his actions, well, in the same vein, we really should expect the same for ours. So even forgiven, as David was, the rest of the impacts of his sins still come to fruition and affect him. So our question that we have to consider now, do we stay on the cross and do we suffer with our Lord as he's allowing to happen so that we can be purified and made ready for heaven, or are we going to discard our crosses and run? That's the question. If we discard them and run, then remember, we have now offered infinite offense to an infinite God and said, I don't want your grace and I don't want any of the sufferings and I don't want to live in your footsteps. And we should really expect our punishment then to be infinite and eternal. Okay? Hell. Vice versa, if we instead choose to suffer, remaining on that cross with our Lord, our reward will be greater than any of the sufferings we have endured. All combined, that reward will be amazing and infinite and eternal. That should bring us some level of optimism, some joy. As difficult as all this can be, that should tell us like, hey, heaven is a really good thing to focus on right now as everything gets dark and everything is difficult and everything is stressful and we get exhausted and and all of that. We have opportunities and positive things ahead and above if we keep our focus there. Our present sufferings are giving us the moments of loss and pain required so that you and I can make the choice to stay with Christ on the cross. We can go and be with him and share that and offer it up, our sacrifice, our blood. We have an opportunity as this goes, not only to be persecuted, potentially even to be martyrs. These are all actually very, very good things in the economy of grace and in our standing with Christ our Lord. We need to make sure we focus on the fact that right now, If we're ready, as the chastisements continue to intensify, we are being given an opportunity finally to unify ourselves with the martyrs and the confessors who came before us. We have the situation taking shape at this moment where we are going to be able to unify ourselves with the early Christians who suffered under Nero and Julian the Apostate, to unify ourselves with those Eastern Christians who suffered under the Mohammedans in the late 600s and onward. The Japanese who suffered under the shoguns when all of their priests were executed and they were being forced under threat of torture and death to renounce our Lord and Our Lady. The Vendée. We can unify ourselves with the Vendée who suffered under the Republicans in France after the French Revolution or the Cristeros in Mexico who suffered under the Federales when they were being persecuted for their religion again. Fast approaching is our time to give back, our time to offer our sacrifices in union with Jesus Christ and take him on fully as our Lord and Savior, not just in words that we read in scripture and not just in our worship and prayers that we say and sometimes have trouble focusing on. The rubber is about ready to meet the road. And are you ready to be on that road to heaven? This is very empowering and very encouraging if we take this in the proper light. What we have now are opportunities to share 
the victory of the saints, share in the victory of God over evil. We have an opportunity to play a part in this conflict and in our sufferings and in our losses to bring others to the faith. So just as St. George would die and bring the princess with him, according to the way the story worked, we are looking at a similar situation where our sacrifices and our example can bring others to the faith so that others may also be saved along with us. That should be, again, very optimistic and very encouraging for everyone involved. This situation will not be temporary, passing, very quick, necessarily. Expect it to go on a long period of time. It's not going to be easy. It is not going to be a quiet time. We will have to focus and give everything we got to our Lord to get the graces necessary so that we can endure no matter what happens in the upcoming months and years and so on. But be prepared for changes because with what is happening in the church and the high levels, what is happening in the world at multiple governments and in multiple countries, there is a lot of challenge that is being laid out against us, the faithful Catholics of the world, the faithful Christians of the world, those who would take Jesus Christ as our Lord will not be able to live in line with the things that are coming forward and being pushed by the current powers of this world. The world that hated Christ before it hated us. So, all of that said, Christ has given us the grace necessary to overcome all of these pains as they go forward. And the question now becomes, do you want to accept it? Paul told us that God said, My grace is sufficient for thee, for power is made perfect in infirmity. Gladly, therefore, will I glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may dwell in me. God will show up, the hero of this story, with his grace at our weakest moments if we commit to love of him, that we commit all of ourselves to him. Are you willing to do that? Do you want to get his grace? Because if you want it, we have to be willing in the darkest and the most bleak moments, the most difficult moments, to give everything you've got to Christ our Lord. We have angels and saints pray, 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 because we need their prayers to help strengthen that. It's the grace of God that gets us through. And as we close out, we read in the Hebrews, Call to mind the former days, wherein being illuminated, you endured a great fight of afflictions, and on the one hand, indeed, by reproaches and tribulations, were made a gazing stock, and on the other became companions of them that were used in such sort. For you both had compassion on them that were in bands, and took with joy the being stripped of your own goods, knowing that you have a better and lasting substance. Do not therefore lose your confidence, which hath a great reward, for patience is necessary for you, that doing the will of God you may receive the promise for yet a little and a very little while, and he that is to come will come and will not delay. Paul tells us in Hebrews 10.32-37 to that as we become Christians and as we push ourselves forward into this notion of being faithful to Jesus Christ our Lord, we will be stripped of the things of this world. And as they go away, as those comforts and those physical attachments are cut from us, we get closer and closer to our Lord Jesus Christ and we gain more and more confidence 
preparing for his return. Because even if you and I are not going to live to see the end of the world, right? Because we don't know how far away that is. Each of us will have our own end of this world that we face individually, where we one-on-one will still end up with our particular judgments with Christ. And we need to be ready for those moments and handle them properly as God wants us to handle it, right? Let's be ready. Because we need to figure out now, in this very moment, while things are still quiet-ish and things are still relatively comfortable, are you, are we ready to give everything up for this world for the glory of God to be His for all eternity, no matter what, no matter the cost? What needs to change in your life so that you can make Him the proper offering of everything you have so that you may live with him for eternity and honestly live with him now. Are you ready to live with him now? Evangelize for him now and die for him now so that you can live with him for eternity? Are you willing to give what it takes? Because this is everything. We exist to glorify God. We exist to give ourselves to God. In the same way the Son of God, Jesus Christ, gave himself for the Father, all of us right now, you, me, our families, our loved ones, our fellow parishioners, even our prelates are all being asked to go and do the same thing that Christ did and climb Mount Calvary and give ourselves up to our Lord. That is what we're doing in Mass. We are joining ourselves to the sacrifice on Calvary of Jesus Christ. Body, blood, soul, and divinity. Well, we are contributing. We are becoming part of it. Do we want to give of ourselves so that things can be better in this world so that the Immaculate Heart can come and reign on this earth. Is that what you want? If you want it, we've got to be ready to give all. We've got to be ready to give it all. I hope this was a helpful video for you guys. And I know it's kind of a heavy topic. So if you have comments or issues, uh, critiques, or other aspects of this that you want to talk about, make sure to put comments down below in the description section. If you like this video, smash the like button. Make sure to tell me about it so that, uh, you know, hey, we get more interactions, more engagement and uh, get more people onto this channel so they can subscribe, share the video so you can help out in the same way. Um, As always, I appreciate you taking the time. May God bless us and the Virgin protect us. And as always, St. Joseph, pray for us. All right, see you later.